All right, welcome back. This is the Lakin and Kyle at True Self Podcast. On here, we talk about social emotional needs, positive self identity, connection, belonging, purpose, and emotional stability. I'm Lakin. I'm Kyle. And today, our topic is living with intention. Uh, we want to talk about how we decide to um, interact, you know, in- interface with our life, basically. Yeah, and just a good question to start you off is, what would your life look like if you lived on purpose? Right. Like, every action, instead of being hypercritical of yourself, what if you just decided to do things with a reason, and you knew that reason? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. Um, initially, when I thought of this topic, it... You know, it really, it really hits me because when I was, you know, when I had all my time, right? I was in school, which isn't that time consuming. School was easy. I spent a lot of my time just kind of getting to the next moment or distracting myself from what I couldn't do. And I think, well, why is that? Why did I choose to spend my time that way, knowing that it was my greatest resource um and i think a lot of it was kind of self-serving immediate gratification stuff uh Mm -hmm. that uh, but it was also a lack of knowing what i could have done had i had a larger goal in my life or a purpose or some kind of vision for my legacy or mission or Uh, what value I had to offer and what I would have to do to deliver that value to society. Mm. Um, And so, you know, when I think now of living with intention, I think, well, I want to maintain balance between achieving my long-term goals, but also enjoying right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice 30 years of my life right now to work some job I hate so that I can retire. Uh, I don't think it has to be that way. And uh, I don't know that I've achieved that balance well because I don't, I still don't know how to reward myself or enjoy my free time. But, uh, you know, that's ideal. That's my ideal goal. Yeah. I mean, so you said a couple things about, like what really got me is you talking about this instant gratification. I noticed that Actually, I just read you, a post had popped up on my Facebook that I shared eight years ago, and it was about seeking validation from others outside of myself, just not having the confidence or the confirmation uh, or the conviction without getting that outside validation. I just felt like that was how I understood I was on the right path. And so that ended up getting me into seeking this instant instant gratification in lots of things. Um, now I find myself really, you know, gravitating towards sweets. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that, -hmm. that's just like an easy example of just getting a quick reward, a quick way to change my, my body, my chemistry, because I didn't have a relationship with my future self. You know, I just didn't know what that person looked like, what, what I wanted her to be. And when I first got clean, I, realized I had never really, for the first time, (laughs) the first time I got clean, uh, I never realized that there was a future life 
without drugs and alcohol. Mm. I just had never really conceptualized it. I didn't um, see myself with a person without any of that stuff. I also didn't see it in my environment. And so um, very interesting now being aware of who I want to be, who I am, and attaching purpose and meaning to all of my actions and my past stories that gives me a better connection with not only who I was in the past, but also who I'm going to be in the future. And so if I hmm. have that connection strong with who I was in the future, it's easier for me to like uh, wait for gratification and then yeah. letting go of my shame and embarrassment and just being hypercritical of myself, that started to go away when um, I started to embrace my past stories, like who I was in the past. Mm -hmm. And so working on both of those aspects allow me to um, be really full with all of my actions today because I, I do things on purpose. Yeah, so I guess an example uh, of how this has affected me recently, uh, because it's hard to just talk about this topic very generally because you don't people people who have no idea what this is about mm -hmm. have no concept of what that means and so um you know we often this is the another thing i thought of initially when we when when this topic came up in my head is well i think a lot of people just do things today because that's how they did them yesterday mm -hmm. you know and then that's how they did them the day before that and and the day before that and and, you know, we evolve and change slowly and we add new things here and there, but do we, how often do we do it intentionally? And so, uh, you know, what is it? Day five now, day five, um, we're kind of getting into the groove of this new diet, right? And yesterday, uh, the three of us, um, were j joke. it's a 21 day challenge, um, which is six days of basically nothing white, no sugar, uh, as mess as possible, um, and then uh, no, you know, flour, bread, uh, potatoes, uh, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I am I no milk, right? So I've realized, and and the three of us are messaging in a group message, and you know, sharing the things we eat, and we're noticing, and I and I'm basically getting confirmed how much stuff I eat that maybe in a perfect world, I wouldn't eat, you know, or I don't think I need, like, I don't eat sugar. You know, I say that to myself sometimes, and then you go, you really start scrutinizing how much, you know, analyzing what you eat and how you eat it. And, you know, if you don't make it, you probably don't know how much sugar is in it, you know? So the only way to know for sure what's in the food you eat is to make it yourself. And so this is weird. It's, it's interesting to go through this process of really scrutinizing every single thing I put in my body and why. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, trying my best. Because uh, usually I, I told the guys yesterday, like, there's an element of diminishing returns. I'm not going to stress myself out to make sure I don't consume an ounce of sugar. Like, I don't think the benefits of that outweigh the energy that I would or match the energy I would put into it. But, you know, these guys are kind of perfectionists or they're, or they're first timers, if you will. And so they're, and they, much more than I, have an end goal. Like I'm just doing it to help them and to kind of 
uh, challenge myself. You know, I don't necessarily need to. Um, I don't know that anybody besides me will notice the results of it. Uh, but they will notice the results. Like, they're on the other end of the spectrum where they don't look how they want to look. And, uh, and um, you know, but I'm also showing them that, that it can be done and uh, giving them some accountability and support in the process. Um, so we're at different places, but, you know, it's, it's just very interesting to really start analyzing. And, you, and I can't do it on every, in every single, single thing in my life because I eat so much and I have to manage how I feel because I'm also not consuming certain things. Um, and so I'm very aware of why am I hungry right now? You know, like, oh, well, it's because I'm not eating as much or I'm not eating things that my body thinks it wants uh, or I'm just used to eating. And so, um, but I have a, a delayed gratification where I'm like, okay, it's okay. Like I'll get a reward in three weeks, uh, when I see some results, that's, I'm hungry now. So I get a reward later. Uh, you know, we have to tell the kids all the time, you can be hungry. It's not an emergency, you know, like, uh, but how often do we really live that, um, like, avoiding satiating our, our want or, or perceived need for immediate gratification or whatever. Yeah. So it sounds like most of how you're approaching the next 21 days is about very just purposeful, um, thoughts. And do you have a system that you go through, which is how you keep track of it? I'm, I'm curious about like the mental space. Is it taking up a lot of mental space for you to, to do this? Yeah, it absolutely does, because I'm compromising um, some of the things now, like being hungry, you have to be hyper aware of how that affects you. I mean, there's the phrase hangry is a thing for a reason, you know, like I'm consuming at least probably 350 to 500 less calories uh, before lunch with my coffee and everything. And so my body is used to getting those calories and it's you know it's going okay and then i have a pretty good ability to not feed my body like my ability to achieve delayed gratification far exceeds my need to feed my hunger how, uh, do, you, how do you do that uh well you find tricks you know drink a little water drink some coffee drink a lot of coffee um and uh but just knowing that I've seen the results before, I know that if I put the work in, uh, it will be worth it in the end if I have a goal. And I also much more value uh, being able to show somebody that I have the discipline and that they can too. Uh, I think it's, I think people who don't, um, haven't done things like this, uh, it makes it easier if, if you can explain to them the why and how and so you know I just go 10 minutes at a time 10 minutes at a time like just like anything you know all I can do is write this minute can I wait 10 minutes yeah yeah and then sometimes I forget about it I exercise um you know I rode my bike for like an hour today in the cold that you don't really feel the the hunger when you have a, a brain freeze from the cold air Yeah. So one of the things that you said was talking about your success in the past. And so 
they reminded me of a really good exercise that sometimes it's hard to see um, that you've accomplished things in the past and build up the confidence and just like the energy to to take on a challenge right. that is difficult for you. And so something I've done is create a list of just all my successes right. that I can even remember. And, you know, ideally it'll be a lot, but for me, I was just going with a half a page and I was able to get a full page and it really changed something in my in the way my brain works because it allowed me to rewire instead of like, I'm not good at anything. Who am I to do this? Who am I to even try? There's so many other people, you know, there's not room for me type of uh, self-talk uh, to reprogramming it to, well, I have accomplished X, Y, and Z. And so I have that list with me, um, which is very helpful. But getting back to living with purpose and being mindful. I feel like mindfulness is kind of like an overused term. So is um, like meditation and, and things that are just like really hitting these like um, popular posts on social media. But one way to just create the space in your brain to take on a new challenge or be able to maintain your energy throughout the day mm -hmm. um, or throughout like a week uh, a quarter, etc. Looking at yourself past and yourself future is having a regular exercise that allows you to do like a mental detox to just get all the thoughts out of your brain because mm -hmm. we have these thoughts. They don't go away. We can ignore them, but that's often why um, people will overdo any type of behavior is because they're trying to get out of that, um, the constant like the mind that won't shut off. And so one exercise that I did the other day that helped was just journaling, a quick journal, uh, you know, what should I do? And then a quick journal on the question, what do I want to do? And then a journal on what do I need to do? And what it does is it just gets everything out on paper or just out of your body. And it allows you to kind of just like get very clear about where you're going to focus your attention and why you're going to focus your attention there. I'll let you give an example about that. Like, what's the, what's the scenario you'd use that for? For a detox. Like, so I do that at the beginning of every quarter, every three months. Sometimes I'll do it a little bit in between. I'll answer those three questions because I have a history of, you know, caring about what other people think. And sometimes I judge myself or measure myself up against other people. And that is so toxic for me. It really gets me into trouble. And so creating this consistency of just getting those thoughts out allow me not to like uh, keep them in. And that gives me space to change and to move. Um, something else I do to just like kind of detox, you have to get, you gotta get to a place where you're empty in order to fill things back up if you're trying to rewire some of your brain patterns. And if you're not sure how to live with purpose or to do things on purpose all the time, then, then you have to rewire it out at some point. So I just wrote a quick list of ways to like shut your brain off because once you shut your brain off, you go into your subconscious brain and mm -hmm. that's the quickest way to rewire it. But it also feels really, really good to get into that space. And so things that can get your mental space tired and just like quiet, obviously journaling, but anything that gets you really, really tired, 
getting really, really tired allows you to just focus on what is the most important thing. And it, it for some way, prioritizes your thoughts. So learning things, I notice with the kids when we're teaching them things, like they can get exhausted when they're using their brain a lot. Mm-hmm. Exercising, moving your body, you can get into like the runner's high. That's a thing. Um, being outside, being outside clears your brain, clears your body. It, you, you get tired from that. Um, and then also, this is another one that I thought of, being quiet. Mm-hmm. So I've gone maybe like, I don't know, three quarters of a day just not even talking. And it makes it so that when I do talk, I'm very aware of what I'm saying and I'm saying things on purpose yes. that align with my values or my behaviors or, you know, ultimately my goals. And are also true to who I am and my past. So, yeah, I think, is that are those good enough examples? Yeah, I guess, uh, it, I mean, I was thinking you were doing it about like some kind of uh, micro or acute situation, but you're talking about uh, a planning exercise, basically, I, or like a, I mean, I do a, a periodic a, exercise, yeah. not some kind of, um, d- you know, immediate decompression or uh, help you resolve a situation you're dealing with? Oh, well, you can do it like that as well. I mean, I started to do that journal exercise answering those three questions because I couldn't get my brain to shut off and I was feeling guilty about the way I was parenting my kids and guilty about the situation. You know, we just moved across the country um, because I, I was like the main force behind that. And so I've got, I've gotten a lot of slack from my family, from, you know, just, it's been difficult to kind of take on all of that pressure for four people moving across the country. And so I sat down specifically about parenting and I had a, you know, I want the kids to be homeschooling. I want the kids to be at a certain level. And so I wrote down everything that, you know, that I'm told I should do around parenting and my kids. And then I wrote down, you know, everything I want to be doing with my kids and then everything I need to be doing. And it really clarified that whatever the need and want where that matched, that's where I put my energy and my attention. And just writing it down allowed me to let it go. Yeah. Um, so this reminds me of, uh, okay, so let's, let's say you're, you're a younger person, right? Um, and you're willing to admit that you don't really know what this means, right? Living with intention. Okay. Um, like what, and what it reminds me of is like, kind of like the serenity prayer, uh, which, um, which is just simply talking to yourself about what you have control over and what you do not. And, and just the wisdom to know the difference. Right. And uh, it reminds me of what um, Coach K says, which is when he has little talks with himself, when he gets mad and he goes, Mike. And so I'll use my name because it's weird to repeat him. You know, Kyle, am I going to have a good attitude? Right. Like this is an intention that people don't realize they're in control of Um, is like, how are you going to interface with your world? What intention are you going to? put out there. I think intention gets used a lot in the kind of, you know, spiritual world, right? Uh, You're going to set an intention. I hear that all the time. And um, I never really knew what it meant. Um, And so 
I also, when I was younger, didn't realize how much control I had over my attitude, right? And I, I said this in the last episode, I think, which is I would choose to believe that I wasn't going to enjoy something, and then I would be right. Or op- op- the opposite, I would cho- if, I, if I thought I was going to like it, I probably would. And so it's like a self-fulfilling thing. But, you know, we have the power to control our attitude and our beliefs about any given situation. And so, you know, if you just simply start by going, am I going to have a good attitude when I go back out in the world? Like, you can be mad. You can be mad, but... uh, it's usually not that productive. Um, I think what's really good is like, am I going to have a good attitude when I go over to my family's house for the holidays? I mean, that shit, listen, Mm -hmm. I don't. And so I don't go because I cannot get over some of this stuff. I, you know, so that's a purposeful decision is that it just riles me up inside. And so I choose that it's probably in my best interest. And Kyle taught me this. Um, how do you want to feel tomorrow? Keeping that in mind helps direct the choices that you make today. And so for me, certain people really drain my energy, certain things, certain, you know, uh, behaviors or incidents that have happened to me in my past can drain me and just suck me dry today. And then what happens is that tomorrow I show up half ass. And so I'm very aware of like, yeah, maybe it's a meeting Like maybe it's a dinner with my family today, but how long is that going to affect me? Am I going to be like irritated or frustrated thinking about it in a week? Like probably because uh, they say some wild things, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. And then you have this belief about who they are as a person basically. um, And then they just confirm it and you're like, man, I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) so another thing that you mentioned that I think is critical in this, um, and we've talked about it a couple times, and it will continue to talk about it because it's important, is balancing who you want to be in the future with who you either are or want to be today. Yeah, I struggle with that. And so, um, you know, I'm going to put another uh, reference, but, uh, you know, do, if, if you ask yourself an honest question, do I want to be out of shape and overweight in the future? Who's going to answer yes to that question, right? So what do you have to do today to not be that person in the future? Um, that's another way of living with intention is asking, you know, what do you want to look like? Well, you don't have to, if, if you're talking about five years, you don't have to start exercising today. You don't, you know, there's different ways. Um, But you do have to not make bad decisions today. Yeah, and you're talking about, like, how you want to look. Well, that's just an example. Yeah, exercise has a lot to do with, like, how you want to feel. Yes. And so I'm a a feeling person, so it's like, how do I want to feel? So uh, do I want to be super stiff in the morning? It's another example, right? Yeah. Um, But I don't mean to cut you off. But that's exactly right. Like, I I literally don't exercise to look good. Uh, I exercise to feel good. And you happen to uh, look good also. Um, And so, 
yeah, I mean, whatever kind of person you are, like some of us are more vain than others. Some of us care about certain things. Some of us are, you know, 21 years old and think getting married is the most important thing in our life. But we don't know what we can do different to fix that or to improve our chances of, you know, getting the person we deserve. Like, you know, these are... Uh, and then the the next question, like, since I brought up relationships, I guess, uh, <laughs> is you know, asking yourself, why do you want a relationship? What is, what, what does that do for you? And everyone's answer is going to be different. So I'm not going to preach a a good answer. Um, but we started talking about this a long time ago and, you know, there was kind of a, um, a very interesting thing that I discovered. I don't know if you did, but, uh, cause you were kind of more ahead of me when we talked about it, but that is like, we get into relationships for different reasons, especially the difference in, in sex or gender. Men get into relationships for different reasons than women. Um, and so you have to think about that a little bit if you're trying to, you know, you can go, well, what do I have to offer and what am I looking for? Like, they're two totally different questions. Um, so just just trying to bring that up as a, you know, because we're all looking for some kind of social uh, support, something, and we find that in relationships, um, but it's good to know what you're seeking before you just go get wrapped up into some stuff and go, how did I get here? Yeah, and I think bringing it back to the topic about living with purpose, making purposeful decisions, living with intention, doing a detox, getting really clear about what direction you're headed in helps. And then just knowing, making a declaration to yourself, like I am going to do this, I want this, can be very powerful. And having that commitment to yourself will build self-credit and momentum that will allow you to um, be strong in the times that are difficult and make those decisions. Like living with purpose doesn't necessarily mean not doing things that you want to do, but, oh, I lost it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... But having a reason to do things. Like, just start with that. What is my reason to do this? What is my reason to do this? And get clear, because that also tells you about your self-talk. Right. Yeah, so that's where I was going. Yeah, and I, you're mixing purpose and intention, and I think sometimes they do overlap. Um... But, um, I just want to make sure that, you know, if, if, if they are the same, great. But what, what are, yeah, why don't you, what's the difference? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I hadn't really thought about that, but purpose, um, you know, what is the purpose of going to work every day? Uh, well, I need money, you know, I hate my job, but I need money, uh, so the purpose is to basically meet your most basic needs, you know, food, water, and shelter. Um, I think a lot of people just go to work and then they make, you know, they make enough money and they don't really watch how they spend their money and they continuously stay in this, I hate my job, I spend, and so I spend my money to make myself feel like it's worth it and they continue the cycle instead of going, okay, I only have to do this for a year if I can save a thousand dollars and then I can have time to either find a new job or I can do it in the meantime uh, that I don't hate. Um, But we kind of just live in this 
you know, we live stuck uh, if we aren't evaluating uh, the purpose or we're, we're doing things and then the intention with, with which we're doing them. I think, I think of intention yeah. as more of like a very micro, like, what am I doing right now? And the purpose is like, what am I doing for the next month, next six months, next year? Yeah, I think I would break it up as the intention is your attachment or the feeling to the end result and purpose, purpose might be the action you know, and the reason why. So we got feeling and then the men- mental reason why. So. so the intention is like the self-talk and the purpose is like the larger goal. Maybe. It could be. Something like yeah. That. I mean, what's cool is that everybody gets to define it themselves. Right. We sometimes get attached to this idea of all speaking the same language oh, and hard. like it's our hard. words and our meanings to things are different and that's okay. They should mm-hmm. be embraced, not like condemned. And so I give my life and the people in it uh, room to have, you know, uh, yeah. different experiences. Yeah, I'm very much like a, I talk and think before I feel, and I think you're, you know, the opposite. I've read that in a book somewhere that women often feel first and then think later or afterwards. And like, that's the order of operations, um, whereas men are opposite. Uh, so it wouldn't be surprising if I'm sitting here thinking about words and you're trying to set intentions by how you feel. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that kind of wraps it up for today. Sure. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I don't remember if I said this last time, but uh, I said it in a different thing. But that is, like, once you get to really evaluating um, what it is, you know, why you're doing things, what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, um, you can start piecing together some of the the meaning or the reason for those things by looking at um, where you learned to do those things. Who taught you you needed to go to work every day at a job you hate? Uh, or is that even, is that true to you? Um, and you can really investigate these these underlying beliefs um, that end up leading to our uh, unconscious behaviors. And so, um, you know, it takes work. It takes work to really get to the root of why you do what you do based on why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us your attention and listening. We hope that something along this conversation helped. Um, if you have any questions or comments. Yeah, you can reach us at uh, trueself.education at gmail.com. Um, the next episode topic, we are going to start our value series. It'll be part one. Um, and the topic is time. What your time management can tell you about yourself. So I think that's it for today. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. We will talk to you later. Bye.